If you've been in church any amount of time, you should know three Psalms. Psalm number one, Psalm 23, Psalm 51, Psalm 22, Psalm 150, Psalm 91. Great Psalms of the church. All of them are great, but those are the ones that's recited most of the time, amen? When you have it, say amen, and we will stand to our feet in the King James Version and, and read the psalm of thanksgiving. It reads, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, endureth ever, is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. But I just like that part, verse five, for the Lord is good. Say that, for the Lord is good, amen. We would like to begin this song in Psalm that's very, you can have a seat now. It's a great Psalm. It's a, it's a inspirational Psalm, you know, because it talks about the children of Israel when they would make their pilgrimage all over the country, they would have to go to Jerusalem for worship. But when they got to Jerusalem, it's not, it wasn't like our church. I mean, you know, we got cushy chairs, we got heat, we got air conditioning, we got pianos, we got all of these things. But the children of Israel had to make a hundred yard trek to Jerusalem. And it was sometimes super hot as they made this trek. Some of them didn't even probably didn't even have enough money to even get them a sandwich along the way. Sometimes some of them would get thirsty and, and along the way and didn't have any water. But worship was so important to them that, that, that they was dedicated to make the journey. How many can say that you're dedicated to make the journey? Amen. Dedicated to make the journey. My outline calls for four points. One is a call to worship. There's a call to worship for the children of God. The next is, why should we praise him? And the third is how to give thanks and why should we give thanks? That's our outline. The first verse says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. This joyful noise unto the Lord is, is not just any old kind of 
noise, you know, like we sometimes we have to gather up something to to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But it wasn't manufactured. It was something that came out of the heart of the people, just like we feel the inspiration of a song, you know, it would come from our belly, it would come from our heart, it would come from from our mind, like um, Elder Beecham, he he remembers songs and they they come out of his heart and they come out of his mind and he just starts singing them. You probably do the same thing at home, amen? But the thing about a joyful noise, this noise was loud. It was super loud. Could you imagine maybe 500,000 people coming to, to worship the Lord and, and they're singing praises to God? Could you imagine the noise? You think that the Cavalier game or the baseball game noise is something, but just think of people who come together in stadiums to worship God. I remember going to Billy Graham conventions and the people would have their choirs and they, they would make a joyful noise, a loud shout unto the Lord. And, and sometimes people three blocks away could hear the noise, amen? It says, all ye lands. It's a call or invitation for nations in the world to worship God. See, we in this situation now that I hear so much on the radio and TV that people want to keep the things of God in a box. But God always wanted his word to go out to every nation, every culture, every ethnic group, because, because he wanted his name to be glorified, amen? Matthew 28 says it was a commission for the disciples to go out and make disciples. But what happened was that sometimes, just like us, the saints got comfortable. And they didn't want to, they didn't want to, they didn't want to um to preach to the people. They didn't want to tell the people about the goodness of Jesus. So they stayed in their own little box. They stayed in their own little cocoon. But what God did, he brought persecution. And when he brought persecution, the saints spread out all over the world, Asia Minor and all in Italy and all in Egypt, they just spread it. And then look how the word got out, amen? Verse two say, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. You don't wanna serve the Lord with a mean heart, amen? We, 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 it's time out for trying to serve the Lord with our hard hearts and our bad attitudes. You can't serve the Lord like that. We can't serve the Lord with bad hearts and bad attitudes. It says, it's a call for service. I don't know what your service is inside the church or outside the church, but sometimes inside the church, people are cleaning the church, they're teaching, they're ushering, they're singing, they're preaching, they're pastoring, but outside of the church, the things that you do for the Lord outside of this facility, maybe you go and see the, the sick. Maybe you, you go to the hospital. Maybe um, you go to the homeless shelter. Maybe you assist kids with their homework. 
whatever it is you do, do it with a happy heart. Amen? Get rid of the miserable, hateful heart. Let God do the work from the inside out. Yet it's God who is looking for a willing heart. God is looking for willing vessels. God is looking for vessels that sold out for him. A call to serve. Verse 2 says, come into his presence with singing. For God loves to hear us sing. Ask David. He was the chief psalmist. Ask Lucifer. And the one third of the angels, they was musicians. They sung unto the Lord. And you can see that the Lord probably was pleased with them singing praises unto him. But what happened when they were singing, they got caught up in pride and they got caught up in all their arrogance and then they wanted to, to create their own system, amen? And God had to kick them off. But singing songs and making melody in your heart unto the Lord is a beautiful thing, amen? How many like singing songs to the Lord? You know, sometimes you walk around the house and you just, just singing and humming and amen. Anybody do that around here? Amen. You got CDs, you got records, you just throw them on, you, you start crying and, and, and you be like, Lord, I love you, you know? God loves to hear you sing to him, amen? Singing acts like a bomb to your soul to our soul. It's like a bomb. It's like a medicine. It's like a healing to your body. It's like a healing to your mind. It, you know, it even straightens out your walk sometimes. When you start walking crooked, you can hear a song and it'll get you on the right road. Amen. We used to sing, I'm on the right road now. <laughs> Amen. You say, uh, David was a song. David wrote some of the Psalms. He didn't write all of the Psalms. But you could see David when he was a little lad. He was a little lad. And he would go on the backside of the pasture with the sheep. And he would start playing on his harp. He would start singing songs unto the Lord. And I believe the Lord was pleased with David because then David, God said that David was a man after his own heart. But the other king, Saul, he had went crazy. He had got full of himself and went crazy. And uh, God had to take the kingdom from him and give it to David. But before he could give it to, to David, David had to minister to Saul in song. A madman calling a man of God, would you please sing songs of the Lord to me? It calms my mind. If we would say it soothes the savage beast that was in him. And verse 3 says, why, why should we praise the Lord? Anyone know why we should praise the Lord? This is a question. Anyone he can answer our praises. He inhabits our praise. There's another one. Do anyone know? 
He's worthy of our praise. Y'all should be jumping up. <laughs> you should be jumping up. You should be jumping up. Like, Amen. We need to recognize and know that he is God. Not just any God, because there's millions of gods. I heard people saying that they gods, and I'm like, huh? You a god for real? You know, these are the things that you hear in the streets. If you're talking to people, they a god, you know, I don't need no other god. The god you serving is false. You know, I, I serve a cat. The Egyptians serve, worship animals. They worship cats. They worship statues. Pharaoh even thought he was a god. He would bury all his, his things in the thing that we call Sphinx. And he thought that he was going to come back from the dead. But, but what happened was they came in and got him and put him in a museum. <laughs> it says, we need to recognize and know that he is God. But not just any God. We have to put a qualifier on which God that we're serving. And when you say a, the God that you're serving, you say Abraham, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We say the God Jehovah, not Jehovah Witness, but Jehovah. And even if you get into the argument about a letter J, don't worry about it. Just say, Yehovah. Yehovah is the God I serve. It says, he is the creator of all things. He is the Lord. It says, it is he that made us. Did anyone make themselves? Did anyone wake themselves up this morning? We are his people. How many are glad that we are his people? We are his people. Amen. How you feel about that, Zoom? We are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Goes back to that Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. John says that he is the good shepherd. John 10 and 11. He said he is the shepherd because he leads us. He protects us. And he loves us. Verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now, what you have to see about this historically, when you come to the gates, right, it's, it's like big old gates. If, if you've ever been into a mansion, if you go to LeBron's mansion or any of these guys' mansion, they had these huge gates at the front of the entrance. But Jerusalem had huge gates 
and you see about 500 to a million people coming into the gates and what they coming into the gates for entering to his gates with thanksgiving thanksgiving is to recognize how much god has done for us and into his courts with praise you get past the gates and then you in the inner court but you know what they may be in the inner court but they're not in the holy of holies they're in the outer court worshiping god standing on their feet giving praises but you know when i looked at the text it says that through jesus we have a right to go into the holies of holies into the presence of god how many ever felt the presence of god when you start worshiping god you feel his presence it's something that comes in the room, seems like. It's something that comes over your heart. It's something that comes over your mind. You feel it in church because sometimes you just go berserk and start praising them, go out your mind, start clapping and start shouting and start running and start jumping. It's because you're in God's presence. Sometimes when, when we can't be in God's presence, we feel sad. We don't have that exuberance. When we out of fellowship with God, people come up to you and say, what's wrong, Wells? Man, you ain't even jumping today, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> I ain't jumping today. I'm trying to get it right, amen? <laughs> it says, in certain situations, we have to meet for public worship. All over this country, during the pandemic, Churches are closing by the thousands. No knock on Zoom. Zoom is, 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 is a beautiful tool that we can use to reach people. But it's something about public worship. When, when people of God get together as a congregation to worship God, it's a commandment of God that we come together for worship. Private worship, I hear this thing now is that, you know, I don't need to come to church. I could praise God all by myself. I'm like, okay, now who you gonna touch? Who you gonna talk to? Who you gonna encourage? You know, you can't encourage nobody at home. I'm sick, I don't even know, I don't even have your phone number, but if, at least if you came to church, you say, well, I'm praying for you. It's not an isolated thing. It's corporate, corporate worship when we all get together to worship God. We all get together and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. When you're at home, sometimes you, 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 you're not thinking about no Lord. You're thinking about the football game. You're thinking about cooking. You, you, you're not taking time out. You're not spending time to worship God. Verse 5 says, for the Lord is good. Why do we give them? Because the Lord is good. Amen. The Lord is good, so good to us because he woke me up this morning. 
The Lord is good. He started me on my way. The Lord is good because he put food on my table. The Lord is good because he helped me have a place to stay. He kept, gave a shelter for me in a time of rain. The Lord is good because he healed me. He allowed me to run on. He allowed me to live and see another day. The Lord is good because he healed my body and told me to run on. The Lord is good because he gave me a portion of health and strength. The Lord is good. Ain't the Lord all right? Amen. The Lord is good because his mercy, his mercy, his mercy is everlasting. It's everlasting, Justin. That's the other scripture, enduring, but this one is everlasting. The things I don't deserve from God, but it's mine because he gave it to me. His truth endureth unto all generations. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's John 14 and 6. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus said to the Jews, he who believe on me, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. John 8.32 says that you shall know the truth. You ain't got to guess about the truth. You ain't got to make no wise fable as, as, as Elder Beecham been teaching about wise fable and Timothy. You don't have to make up nothing. You can go right to the scripture and show them. You know, I know a deacon friend of mine, he, he used to tell me, he said, well, Stop making up stuff. Show me in the scripture. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what he told me. He said, stop. What, what is you doing? Where is it at? Show it to me. And so, you know, just like Pastor Will, he says the same thing. Don't make up stuff. Show it to me. Even if you don't know it, we can hear it, you know, because faith come by hearing. We can hear the scripture sometime, even though we don't know it. Where is that? says, you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, and the truth endure to all generations. God is faithful. He was faithful then to the children of Israel when the nation got started. That's been over 2,000 years ago. He was faithful in 1940. He was faithful in 1950. He was faithful in 1960. He was faithful in 1970. Faithful in 19, what, 2000. He was faithful in 2010. Faithful in 2023. God is faithful. And Kevin, I just want to say, Kevin, God is going to use you to to preserve the word of god because it's your generation now that god is speaking to one day we're gonna be off the scene care justin one day we're gonna be off the scene 
myself, Beecham, Will, some of us in here right now, Sister um, Lillian Daughters, you're going to have to carry the truth. You're going you're gonna to have to know the truth for the new generation that's coming because this is a generation that don't know God. The truth endure all generations. You don't have to twist it. We don't have to turn it. But just preach the unadulterated word of God. The sincere milk of the word of God. I was reading about the sincere milk of the word of God. And next thing you know, I saw some Nestle Quick. And I, and I put some Nestle Quick in the milk. <laughs> I put some Nestle Quick and I put too much in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, this 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 is a this is a messed up drink. <laughs> and then one time I went in, I did something with some honey or something with the milk and then some eggs. And I was like, this is messed up. This don't taste right. So 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 the next thing that came to my mind is why don't you just drink the milk as it is? Amen. That's the way the word of God is. We just we just take it and read it just the way it is, amen? We don't need no, as we used to say in the street, we don't need no chaser. We just take it straight, amen? People want to twist and change the word, make it say what they wanted to say so they can, they can get influence over people. But we need to stay with the unadulterated word of God. And in closing, Jesus. The one we worship. He died one day on Calvary. The one that that opened blinded eyes, made the lame to walk, made the blind to see, made a crippled man straight again, made a, a madman with demons in his right mind. The one that the demons knew who he was. The one, the lady who bowed down at his feet and worshiped him, she recognized his authority in his, in his Godhead of him being the son of God. The one who died went to judgment hall and judgment hall was beaten and stripped for our sins, for our hangups, for our problems, for our situation. He didn't have to do it, but he did. When Peter said, Lord, you don't have to die, he said, you must be working for the devil because if I don't die, you won't live. Amen? And they've hung him on a cross between two thieves, one on the right, one on the left. One was cursing them out. The other one said, Lord, remember me when you get into your kingdom. And Lord say, this day you'll be with me in paradise. How many ever made that confession to the Lord? We all who've been born again, we all who've been changed have made that confession. Second Corinthians um, 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. That's why we can praise him, because we've been born again by the Spirit of God. 
And the reason why we can do the things that we do is because when you feel with the spirit, you have joy of the spirit. Amen. You have joy of the spirit when you feel with the spirit. So, Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word and we give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Monday morning mo moment, Monday morning. Elder, Monday morning moment, please. Oh. Uh -oh. I don't, I don't know, but I, you know, I, I heard something the other day. It says, if you don't like what you've been seeing, you got to change what you've been saying. If you don't like what you've been seeing, you got to change what you've been saying. And that came from Proverbs 18, 21. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so if anything is going haywire in your life and you don't like it, you need to speak life over that situation. Amen? Just keep speaking life because power is, is in the tongue and, and in being in agreement with what God want to do. And we give you the thanks. Shout unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. God bless you.